Hey, this is your host, Paul Edsbitter Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Latibre Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, my friend? Going good, man. It's going good. We're here. We're still here, marching along, getting these episodes out. But this is a special week, man. This is like a, a big deal for us because, you know, we're actually moving on to a different podcast host. We are now officially part of the Blog Talk Radio family. Yes, sir. I mean, this first episode, you, by the time you're hearing this, uh, you can hit us up on blogtalkradio.com and check us out. Easy. Just search Educated Hustle. You should find us. But um, this opportunity was presented to us by one of our previous guests. Shout out to Maximilian. Shout out. Uh, yes, sir. And she was able to hook us up with... Uh, uh, someone at Blog Talk who uh, loved the show when they heard it um, and is giving us some pretty cool direction to take the show in. Uh, so we're excited to be on Blog Talk. Uh, it's, it's, we're going to try and create a community on there that's unique uh, to the type of podcast that we do. And we're, we're just super excited, man. I mean, not even a year into it. And we got people that's, uh, that's supporting the show. And wanting it to go in a larger direction. So interesting conversations going on these last couple of weeks. And we're finally uh, excited to make that move to Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. And, you know, shout out to, um, we've been working with Amy. She's part of Blog Talk Radio. And she's been, like, just a phenomenal resource. Definitely whenever we have a question, she's always there. And she's just, you know, been great. And we're excited for this opportunity because, like, you, like my co said, I mean, not even a year in, and we're already joined a, 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 a network or lead that's going to definitely help uh, push us past what we're used to. I mean, you know, I think we're, if what I know we can speak on is, um, you know, we're, we're going to be part of a network called Podcast for Smart People. So it's great to be included in that because, you know, me and Paul started this out. We just wanted to, to be a, a different voice out there to get get our friends' achievements and conscious out. And now we're, we're being recognized for it. It's amazing. And, you know, I, the future is really bright with Blog Talk Radio. And we're excited to see, you know, where it takes us. Most definitely. And like you said, um, we did this podcast to get some of our people that uh, are doing great things on the show. Uh, today's show is also a dedication to one of our great friends, uh, Miss Shelby Birch. She is a poet and a now published author. Uh, her book Lit just dropped not too long ago when she was able to bless us with some spoken word, man. Y'all better listen to the to the episode all the way through because she blesses us at the end with some of her spoken word. And I know my co-host was feeling it. Oh yes, I was. I'm I'm a big fan of Shelby Birch. Like if there's a fan club, I'd be I'd be signed up. Number one attendance all day. But yeah, she comes through and she blesses us. She she breaks down 
why is she made lit what inspired lit what influenced lit how she how does she ride or watch herself a certain way how to pursue your dreams how to push yourself over that 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 hurdle and it, it, that's just on her book and her business like we're not even talking about the spoken word side that she blesses away because she breaks down spoken word and tells us her journeys and experience through that like is it is a full full episode this week like you are getting a, a young woman on here who has so much to to say so much just to teach the world and so much just to do and i think you know you're you know she never called herself it but she's for sure a role model i know that it's it's crazy because you know she looks up to paul she looks up to me but she's like she you know she's a worthy person to be looked up to and my co hasn't said yes but if you listen to our last week episode with miss raven griffin Shelby is also in that line of this is one of the people that Paul helped when he was a pledge educator for AK Size, so he oversaw her growth and development and you know he hasn't said it yet but that's one of his babies all grown up and doing great <laughs> things and she is all grown up and doing great things that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah another one of my mentees uh on the show today and um it's always you know it's always good to talk to somebody doing their thing and and blowing up and um Shelby came to Detroit uh, a year ago and for an internship and we got to catch up and uh she was speaking this stuff into existence like when I, when we were sitting down and, and having lunch um she was talking about you know speaking um to different uh cities and touring sharing her poetry um so it's great to see that it came full circle and she's able to get all her poems into one book called Lit. So make sure y'all go copy it. It's on Amazon. Um, she'll give you more of the details during the interview, but uh, check it out on Amazon. There's a there's a digital copy and there is a soft cover copy and hard cover copy as well. So I'm sure y'all will be inspired to go get it. Yes, yes. And let me tell y'all right now, not only is Shelby's book lit, but the interview is lit as well. So we're going to... It's lit! Right? We're not going to hold you guys any longer. Please, please, please listen. Tune those ears up wide. Open up your heart. Open up your soul. Because Miss Shelby Birch is about to enter. And we're here today with Miss Shelby Birch. She is a author and spoken word poet and she just released her first book lit shelby what's going on hey y'all what's up what's up what's, what's up what's up i'm glad we got you on the show and um just explain to our listeners you know what exactly lit is and you know the process of writing it yeah well first i just want to thank y'all for having me on the show um y'all are like awesome friends and mentors and you know it's it's an honor to be on your show so thank you first and foremost but man lit this is my baby i have been working on this book technically my entire life but seriously been putting it together for the past year and a half um so the writing process has varied there are some pieces in here from when I was 17 years old and I wrote those pieces in 30 minutes to an hour versus some of them are um, at 19, 20, 22. And sometimes I may have taken a couple hours to write. So I haven't really had a timeline to get the work out, but 
this year and a half of actually putting my collection of poetry, my repertoire together has been crazy. It's been the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, but I'm just really glad that it's here and it's lit and it's on fire. And I'm just so happy. <laughs> and we're happy for you too. I mean, it's, you know, just knowing you and how just well developed you are in spoken word and, you know, showcasing your emotion and really getting crowds energized by your presence and, and your words. It, it, it's amazing. It feels like you, you know, you should have been had a book out, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I guess to get back on the lit, I know um, when people open up and read it, you have it structured a certain way. I want you to kind of, you know, open up like, how do you have a structure and like, how is that significant to you? Yeah. So first and foremost, I've been um, a spoken word poet for almost a decade now. I am 23. I'm an adult, fresh out of college, but you know, like, I've been doing this since I was in middle school. And the way that I wanted, well, Lit is basically, it is my spoken word anthology of identity and love. So anthology means story. So this is my story of how I became um, who I am and how I've been able to reconcile uh, all of my different identities and how I've been able to just navigate life uh, through uh, a lot of themes in this book center around blackness, on me being awkward, on my womanhood, all my different intersections, and also love and heartbreak, because that is just a really big part of me. So it's divided into two sections. Uh, the first part is flame, and then the second part is burnt, and altogether, it is lit. <laughs> so flame is... Um, those are all of my identity pieces, like I said, um, the questions on womanhood, blackness, awkwardness. Um, but then burnt, that is all of my love and heartbreak. Now, I've also put dates, or excuse me, my ages under some of my pieces. Um, I am a spoken word poet, so some of the pieces are longer. I do have page po poetry, but I also have the spoken word pieces. So all of the pieces that have an age under them denote um, that it is a, a full-length spoken word piece. But I did that in hopes that readers would be able to see my growth. Um, again, it is the story of myself, and there's no particular order of my ages, but um, I would hope that you see that the growth in my poetry um, and the growth me or me growing as a person, there's also growth in my poetry, too. So... Yeah, that is how my book is structured. And hopefully, like, it, you don't have to read it all the way through, like, in order. You can jump around. Um, if you want to start with love and heartbreak, go right ahead. If you want to start with identity, go right ahead. If you just want to open the book and stumble upon something, um, you know, it's it's up to you. But it's a mixture between page poetry, spoken word poems. I have some haikus in there. And then I have some random thoughts. So, yeah, just take a stab. It sounds, yeah, it sounds super interesting. And uh, it, it seems like, you know, you got a chance to read through all your previous works and kind of get a picture of, you know, how you've grown as an artist. So I guess from your perspective, you know, how do you see that growth and, and what is the biggest change you've seen throughout the years? Oh my gosh, that's such a loaded question. How <laughs> have I grown? Like, that? should I be able to answer that or is that like, I mean, you know, but, you can do some self-reflection. Self-reflection, you know I mean? right? Get them on there. 
Yeah, true, true. Well, um, man, uh, me growing as a person, me growing as a poet, me growing as a woman, me growing as an intellectual, like everything in between, like this book honestly is a window into who I am. And I've noticed, I'm so thankful that I am a poet because that means that I'm able to document how I've grown. Um, the old Shelby, or actually um, my dedication page, um, and I'm opening up and I'm reading it now. The dedication says, um, dedicated to Tiffany, to Kai, mom and dad and Blue Bailey, to the little black girl who is trying to find her voice, to the woman who forgot she was enough, to the comets who have lit my sky, heart, and pen. Um, so I've dedicated my poem to myself, uh, or excuse me, I dedicated the book partly into myself, um, the little black girl who is trying to find her voice. Um, through my entire life, I feel like I've never been able to stick up for myself. I also felt like um, I was very small, um, I was bullied and I was very, very insecure. And, you know, even as a woman right now, I still have my insecurities, but um, I am just so thankful to see where I've come and see where I'm going. I am. This book is basically about me being comfortable into, into becoming the woman that I am. And although like sometimes I still feel like the little girl whose voice is like still trying to find her voice. Um, I think that's okay because I, I needed to start somewhere. I needed to start small and then grow into like, who knew that I would be like this published author, like <laughs> never in a million years. So like, I'm just glad that my poetry just kind of shows um, how I think of myself and how I view myself. Um, the last piece in my identity section is called identity part six reconciliation. And it says I'm learning um, how to reconcile all my different identities, um, which is kind of where I'm at right now in life. I feel like I am comfortable with all my different intersections being black. That in itself is like a, a struggle right there. And then you add on being woman and then all these other things. Like I'm just being comfortable with who I am. And this book is a direct reflection of that journey to discovering that. Mm, that sounds like money to my ears. Ah, I, I ever heard it before. I got a money sound. You yeah. got one. That's a gem right there. That's definitely a gem. Um, I kind of want to, you know, go back to something you said earlier. Now, you, you've been doing spoken words since middle school, and obviously you, you, you've spoken a little bit how it was in these past year and a half you really revved up to actually get lit out and be a physical thing. Could you kind of like tell us like what pushed you to actually, you know, put the pedal to the metal and actually get your book out there? Because I'm sure, you know, if you wanted to, you could have sat back, waited, collected some more poems. But what, what was that push that I was like, yo, I have to get this book out. I need people to see what I am thinking and plotting. Right. So I give all of the credit to... Anthony Major. He is the director of the Africana Studies program at the University of Central Florida, which is my alma mater. Um, go Knights Charge On. Um, but he was also the faculty advisor for the spoken word club that I co-founded on campus called Project Spit. He approached me about writing the book and he gave me the opportunity. Um, it was my senior year of college and he said, Shelby, I need you to have a book. I have a publisher friend. 
And I was like, oh, word? Like, cool. Um, but at this time, I was very insecure in my writings and not sure if it was worthy enough to be published work. So I was late in submitting things and for one reason or number, the publisher fell through, um, which was cool. I didn't touch the project for about seven months. And then I got a random phone call in December saying like it was I think it was after Christmas. And Mr. Major said, hey, I'm on the line with the publisher right now. We're getting you published. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. So I was basically kind of, I don't want to say forced, but, you know, there was, I was pushed uh, to get it out because, you know, I had someone that believed in me that much that he was willing to fund my dream. So this was not me, you know, I guess really, this was kind of effortless in a way, um, which means that uh, the universe, God, fate, um, whatever y'all, the viewers or the listeners believe in. But like, for me, I feel like this was written um, anyway. This was going to happen anyway. And then I didn't go to it. It really came to me. So um, once that opportunity came, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it for real this time. I'm going to gonna get it out. And, you know, two months later, it's unpublished. It's crazy. Crazy to say that, like I'm, I'm published. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know you've been, you've been working hard for a long time, and and it's just a blessing to have that person, like you said, who really pushed you to to get this out. Because I, I mean, I've seen, a, I've seen a couple of your shows, and Shelby, you're super talented. I, I know you, you probably, you know, get all humble and stuff, but Shelby, you, you are super talented. So super, yeah, yeah. No gas, <laughs> bolded. Like it's with just... her talent, we could go to the moon, Mars, and Venus, and come back and still have enough left over. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm weak. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. No, it's good, and I just want you to, you know, as best as you can, um, explain to the listeners, you know, what's your style like? How do you usually, you know, how does your poetry come together? Right. So I usually light some incense and then you don't know, have Love Jones playing in the background. Okay. And then I have okay. like congos going all at once. And I have a choir <laughs> like just humming some air kabata. No, I'm kidding. No. You got some you got some real uh, no, finance behind you. That's how you no, make romance no. right there. Oh my goodness. Nah. That, that's probably what people think. Nah, um I don't really have much of a process. Um it just kind of comes to me, I guess. I know that I have to write either in, well, when I was younger, I wrote to music. Um, so I'm like a huge hip hop fan, a huge neo soul fan. But as of late, um, I like to focus. Like I had like to have my undivided attention on my poetry because like I'm exerting a lot of energy. So I usually write in silence. I write alone. Um, I write, I've written in the morning, but usually I write at night for whatever reason where I'm most like focused and in tune with myself. And that's, that's generally at night. So I guess there's really like no abracadabra, bam, shalala, I got a poem written, you know, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's just kind of like taking the time to really, um, uh, taking the time to take my time essentially. Um, to write what's on my heart. And when I write, 
it's usually real raw emotions. And a lot of my pieces in my book, they're very vulnerable. Um, they're very, some of them are in your face. <laughs> I don't want to say, uh, or I don't want to say explicit, but it's very honest. Very, very honest. Um, I've been heartbroken so many times, so many times. And, you know, the book is low key dedicated to my exes. Like they all made up the burnt section. <laughs> uh, but a lot of them are uh, very honest. And I, I wrote them in the middle, like in the midst of that emotion that I was feeling. Um, so I guess that's my process. Like I choose not to wait. I choose to feel. And as I'm feeling, um, it just comes out. It just comes out and it makes me feel better. Poetry has always been therapeutic to me. Um, I was suicidal and poetry saved my life, literally. Um, so, yeah, it just comes out naturally, I guess. That, that's some definite wisdom. Oh, another one. Yeah, that's some wisdom. Two for two. Two for two, right? Oh, man. I, I, I. Once again, I have to channel back to your answer, and uh, you, you mentioned that, you know your poetry, your your, your words, and lit. It shows a vulnerable side of you. It definitely shows like you know your, your awkwardness, insecurities, and I just kind of want you to just you know think of all the the, the women who are going to read that book, and they're probably feeling the same way, or they went through the same thing. What is kind of like your your hope that they get from reading? lit like what do you hope that they gained in order to make them you know um I guess learn off of what you went through uh I'm I'm just hoping that I can touch somebody mm -hmm. honestly I hope they can I don't have like a desired goal of like what I want them specifically to get I just want them to get something even if they see themselves in my work, at least they know that they're not alone, that they're not alone. They're not the only person that feels this way. And I'm writing in first person point of view. Um, my name is in the book, but I don't want readers to, I guess, get caught up in like, oh, you know, this is I'm reading about Shelby. If if they see themselves in this, I, I want them to see themselves and know that, you know, it's they're not alone in this. Um I want them to be inspired. I want them to, as I'm finding myself through my poetry, I hope that they can see the reflection in that. Um, I hope they get some entertainment too and see all the different layers of being a person that's accepting all of their intersections and their idiosyncrasies and how they work. Like I want them to see that, um, that I'm complex and that no one human being just has like one identity like bestowed on them. So I want I want them to be inspired. I want them to feel like it's okay. I want them to, you know, say yes. Like as they're reading, I want them to be like, yo, like I can relate. Like I I feel like, you know, whatever, whatever they're feeling, I want them to feel if they feel sadness, if they can relate, even if they can't relate, if they can gain some different perspective, I can change a mind. I could change a heart, like whatever, whatever. I just want it to to touch them in a way that they've never been touched before. So that's, I think that's how it serves its purpose. I'm hoping. And we, we definitely look forward to it. And I wanted to know in your book, is, is there a specific like standout poem that really resonates with you above the others or 
Uh, I'm sure you know there's there's maybe one poem or two poems that that stick out. Do you do you have one of those? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I actually have a few. Uh, the first poem, uh, it's in the flame section. It's called Black Girl, and I wrote that at 22. And the last poem in the burnt section is called Coffee. And I wrote that at 22. Those are two spoken word pieces um, that are very real. And I feel set the tone for, like it's the alpha and the omega. So it sets the tone for what they're about to read. And I also feel like it ends on a note that is strong, but, you know, just kind of like they can, the, the reader um, is anticipating more. Um, and also there is a poem called Acrophobia, uh, which is, I think, my favorite. It's not a spoken word piece. It is a page poem. And I, I don't know. I just really love that piece. I was definitely in love when I wrote that piece. And I was, I'm just really proud of that one in particular um, for some reason. I don't really know. But yeah, those three pieces, the beginning and the end. I hope it hits you. Mm, so we got a circle and highlight those. Remember, though, right, to rewind it so when you get the book, you can you can definitely take your time with those pieces. So obviously, you know, your book's been out for a while. I, I'm, I'm sure you've received, like, amazing feedback. But can you just kind of tell us, like, what is the feedback you've gotten? Like, how has it made made you feel? Okay, so a lot of people have been Snapchatting me and tagging me on Facebook saying that they've gotten the book, which I'm really happy about. Um, but for the one, like some people who have been able to read it like within a day and, you know, I, I, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff. So I've been like on edge to see like, okay, what are people thinking? Like, do people think I'm crazy? Like, do people think I'm a bad artist? Like what, what people are judging me, but I've surprisingly got nothing but great feedback. Um, so far, um, people say that uh, someone compared it to chicken noodle soup, uh, to the soul, like those series, um, I've had people say that they cried after reading the first piece. Um, one friend said that she wants to buy a book to give to her daughter because it's important to read. Um, <laughs> you know, I've gotten some really, really good feedback and, you know, I'm down for um, any critics that, you know, want to give me some feedback because I it is my hope to publish another book and another book and another book. So any type of feedback, um, good or bad, would be beneficial for me. But so far, it's been pretty good. It's been an experience. Yeah, we, we, uh, we're excited to see where it goes. And I wanted to kick it back. Uh, I know we were talking a little bit beforehand, and we were mentioning that you did a couple uh, years where you were, you know, uh, heavy in the spoken word game. You were traveling and doing um, different shows in different cities. Um, could you kind of talk to us about that experience? Yeah. So, um, again, I've been poeting, I guess you can say, for um, a decade now. I started in middle school when I was like 12 or 13. And um, since then, I've done national and international competitions, um, Brave New Voices, um, which is um, an international youth poetry slam. I did that for three years. 
Um, I also have done Cupsy, College Union Poetry Slam um, Invitational, which is basically uh, nationals for uh, on the collegiate level. Um, I've also done Southern Fried, which is uh, the largest regional poetry slam in the United States. Um, And most um, more notably, I was able to perform for Just Mike the Poet, who is um, also another esteemed and prominent uh, poet who travels nationally and internationally doing shows. I opened for him about uh, about a year and a half ago in New York City for um, an audience of like 500 people. And after that experience um, and living in Detroit, um, I lived in Detroit for uh, about two months for an internship. I was traveling um, through Michigan, performing. Those were kind of uh, the moments where I was just like, oh, you know, I can actually do this for real, for real. And since then, I've been able to uh, travel through Florida, um, Miami, Tampa, uh, of course, Orlando. Um, I've done um, colleges, um, which is lit. Um, Even before when I was in high school, um, I've been to California a couple times, actually. New York, um, Missouri, which is super random, um, Atlanta, like poetry um, has been able to take me to all these different places, which I'm very, very, very grateful for. And unfortunately, like I've kind of like been uh, been on a pause to serve in AmeriCorps. Um, so shout out to Neville Thomas Elementary and shout out to the fifth grade. I love my babies. Uh, but I've been uh, I've put my my poetry on a pause to serve. Um, but, you know, I'm still trying to get back in the game, but, you know, I'm always down for a feature. I'm always down for an open mic. Um, yeah. Poetry is life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I love that. I love your energy when it comes to it. I think I think one of the coolest things about you is, you know, like you said, you started doing spoken word in middle school. And I'm sure you've encountered like, you know, many people who who they want to get up there in front of all those people and and bear their soul, but they they're just nervous or they can't find their voice. Like, what advice do you give people to kind of like get up on there and and just and just kill it? <laughs> oh, like that's my favorite. But like I I love people who are like those closeted poets and artists and you know, they're they're afraid. I mean, we all have been there. Mm-hmm. We all have been there. You don't just pop out. I mean, unless you're Beyonce, but you know, even Beyonce was scared at a, at a, at a moment, you know, like you have to build the courage to go up there and spill yourself. Like it's hard. It's not an easy thing to be vulnerable um, in front of a crowd of five to a crowd of 20 to a crowd of 50, a hundred. It's hard. Um, so I say that you will never be, I guess, completely ready to be naked on stage, but who cares? Uh, poetry is therapeutic. Like it is, it is there for healing. I call it uh, a remixed church, if you will. Like people bear their souls and it's a hard thing to do, but it's the bravest thing that anybody can do. And that's in part why I decided um, to start speaking my words and speaking my story. Number one, that's where I, th- I found myself on stage. I found my confidence on stage by bearing my soul. I've been able to help others. You never know that like your experience can be someone else's experience. And maybe they have 
don't have the courage or the gumption to go up there and spill your soul. But because you did and you decided to get up there, like you could be helping someone out. There have been many a times where I've had people hug me, um, uh, shake my hand, message me on Facebook, Instagram, just to say thank you. Just to say thank you for, for finding the words that they couldn't. You know, so to to the artists out there that has always wanted to go to an open mic and get on stage but was afraid to, to anyone who thinks that their writing isn't good enough, uh, to the writer who, you know, just just is afraid in general, like, don't worry about that because poetry isn't about other people. It's about you. And it's about you getting your story out. And touching others. Like, we're all a community. It's all family. It's all family. So you're going to be supported regardless. So just do it. Like, honestly, just what you waiting it. on? What you waiting on? <laughs> man, <laughs> man, before we even just do it, I got to let the people know. You just heard the gem right there. Don't want the people to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wanted to know, um, you know, we talked about, you know, pe- inspiring others. Uh, to to do poetry, but I also wanted to get your opinion on what do you think is the most important thing that an aspiring poet needs to to do to eventually make that their main hustle. Um, what's kind of the the grunt work that goes on behind that? Yeah, that's a great question. You got to have skin. You got to have tough skin and discipline to do this. Definitely, um, being. And not even just like a spoken word poet, but just being an artist, you have to have discipline and discipline. It's all encompassing. Like you have to have um, perseverance. You have to have tenacity. You have to be consistent and persistent. There there are really like no breaks. It's always going to be inconvenient to uh, to follow your dreams. Always. A lot of people just get stuck in, you know, whatever, because like it's it's easy. But being an artist, trying to promote yourself and push yourself like that is one of the hardest things to do. Um, Some people are going to vibe with you. Some people aren't. But you can't get like you you can't. I mean, you got a Q-tip. Quit taking it personal. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. So if if someone doesn't rock with you, I'm pretty sure someone else at another venue or another place will. You feel me? But you just have to be sure to 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 hustle. You have to. You have to be your your biggest fan because if you don't believe in yourself, what makes you think that anybody else is gonna believe in you and want to listen to you? In all honesty, um, you. I'm not gonna say you have to have personality or charisma, but you got to have some confidence to talk to people <laughs> like straight up. Um, and you have to interact and you have to believe in yourself. That's the biggest thing, but discipline, 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 like, yo, you ain't going to get anywhere if you can't control yourself and, and, you know, have that skin and, and that attitude to keep going. You got to be determined and ambitious. Mm. That's so true. I, I think in your world we got a snap to that. That's a, that's a, that's some solid truth you definitely laid out. I kind of want to ask. I mean, you know, just talking with you and, and and hearing all the great stuff you're into and all the great wisdom you're you you you've been dishing out. I you know I, I got my hand basically pre on the buzzer for you for the gems, <laughs> but um I just want to ask like what's next for you? Obviously you 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 can do like so many great things. So what what's next in the docket for Miss Shelby? 
What is next? Well, um, I mentioned before that I was doing um, AmeriCorps. Um, I love service. That is uh, something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, shout out to my sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, where we love service. Um, super random. But uh, next is more service. More service. So I am going into the Peace Corps. And I will be serving as a primary school English teacher um, to students ages 10 to 14 in South Africa. So I will be leaving July 9th, 2017, which is actually um, in a few months. Um, after I finish my service in AmeriCorps in June, I'm going to move back to Florida. Um, I currently live in D.C., by the way, but um, I'll be moving back to Florida for a month. I'll say my goodbyes and then I will be out. And I'm hoping um, in my service with Peace Corps, which I know will be difficult, but will be so rewarding. Um, I'm hoping to continue my artistry. Um, and maybe by the time I come back, I'll have, you know, lit part two. I might have ashes or, you know. <laughs> I, you I just came know. up with that? Right. Yeah, On the fly. It's Copyrighted. been thought about. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and also, I want to continue schooling. Um, I plan to pursue my master's um, somewhere in education. Not sure which sector I want to go into. Maybe that will change in two years. But definitely want to go for my master's. And I'm flirting with the idea of a PhD. Just flirting. Just flirting. Haven't dated nor married. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, just continuing my education. Um, as a poet, um, I consider my, I am a jack of all trades. So I consider myself um, to be versed in a lot of different things. I don't want to just write, but I want to speak. I want to be educated and to educate. Um, I want to travel. Um, I want to inspire others. So, you know, if I could write more poetry and do that, I just basically want to get paid to be myself. Mm. So that's what's next. <laughs> great answers great answers well i mean miss shelby you've kind of like blown our mind like you've just went out here and you you put it down i think you've held it down way beyond like even i could imagine like lit's amazing you're amazing for writing it i think the world's amazing for having you in it i know Aww. you're being very modest but i'll let you know Aww. right now shelby's like the real deal all-star holy field diamond in the rough any any anything that is shining or anything oh it, my it, gosh right there <laughs> so, I, she always gets something good oh you guys have so much and I, I i just want her to know that i i really am so grateful that you know be able to call her a friend because she really is doing amazing things and those are the type of people that you need in your life but anyways that's probably the most oh. epic intro into the, the famous educate hustle two piece so <laughs> we are gonna hit you with it though um the first one's always easy because of lit we're gonna alter a little bit but how can the people reach you and how can they buy or get their hands on lit yeah um so you can follow me on instagram at shelby birch and birch spelled like the tree so an i not a you um but it's one word and um you can get it on my instagram page you can also get it on amazon barnes and noble and google books you can just literally google shelby birch lit and it should pop up. The book is only $20. Only $20 is practically free. Um, that is for um, a soft um, cover. The hard cover is $30. And then the digital copy is for $99. So you can have it digitally or physically. Um, 
honestly, like it's, it's, it's accessible um, anywhere online. So cop that if you can. Cop that if you can. Ooh, right. That was professionally done right there. I was about to ask you got experience with this. <laughs> but um Low key, maybe. Low key, I don't know. I'm gotcha. just a poet. I don't know anything. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Add that to the resume greatness already. All right, the last one, the last question. No pressure. Just the last words, you know, our guests are gonna hear from you today. But what are some parting words that you can leave our audience? Some parting words. Um, can I just do like an excerpt? From the poem, perhaps? Man. Yeah. Though I think I'm definitely going to do a spoken word piece. Um, I'm going to do a piece. Um, this is a spoken word piece. It's on page 40 for your okay. reference. Wait, um, let me get my popcorn ready. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hold on. on. Let me get my, let me get my, uh, my, uh, my, my sound system out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I will make sure that I do a clean poem, a clean poem. Um, the poem that I'm going to do is actually for um, some friends, um, some fraternity brothers um, that inspired the piece um, and some, you know, some loved ones. Or, and this is also for anyone that may need it. Um, so this poem is called For Sakina, Tiffany, Curtis, Talia, and You. Your poem. I want to let you know that it's going to be okay. Even if you feel like it's not. Because I understand. I understand what it's like to feel the hands of failure grip your excellence by its collar and intimidate the greatness out of you. To be consumed of what you're supposed to do. You don't even know who you're supposed to be. You're not alone. We reside in the same empty house where fear hangs like curtains to keep your shine out. When you question if your shadow is a reminder of who everyone wants you to be, it still chases it behind when you try running from it, I get it. But face yourself in the mirror and know that you are not made of sand, that your future doesn't stand in the hourglass of time. Know that clocks are only there to remind you that your heart still beats to the rhythm you measure your own success by. I've wanted to kill myself to die with the thoughts that questioned my existence, to lay in the box that people tried to keep me in. I almost let them win, almost let them run the race to my journey to finding myself. You know, people will try to Columbus you, exploit your goods, claim them as their own, then leave you to suffer. Blame on manifest destiny when it's your destiny that only manifests in you, so take back what's yours. You know, life doesn't hit a lollipops, but it'll sure give you licks. But do you realize that you were born to fight? So square up with those fists. You have knuckles made from backs and type that carried you through the storm. Looked it dead in its eye and made hurricanes question its power. So you better not question yours. Do you know that you are extraterrestrial? That you were born to shoot for the star. So I hope you stay strapped to live in space where not even gravity can hold you down. Do you know that you were supposed to be an assassin to kill the game and destroy every hating target that tries to shoot you down? It's funny. People will try 
will teach you to be nonviolent, to be silent and passive. But closed mouths don't get fed, so show me what you're hungry for. I'll show you my heart callous from pushing myself. I'll show you my heart bruised but not broken. There are days where I felt at my lowest, thinking that the price of success was at the expense of my soul. I used to drown in my own misery. I used to drink out of control, but I'm tired of taking shots at myself. It's time to sober up. Now stop measuring yourself to the standards of others because you are likely to get fooled. You need to stay prayed up because the devil will happily skip you to your tomb. But stones are made for building and not throwing. So stop casting them at yourself. You have so much to be thankful for. At least you can breathe. At least you're not dead. At least you have shoulders that holds up a good head. Now start giving yourself the cred that you deserve. It's easy to let failure bully you, but let your success be your hero. You see, I cried while writing this poem. I promise you're not doing as bad as you think you are. Trust me when I say that you're not alone, but I promise you this, we will get through this together once you realize the greatness that you hold. Right? I'm breaking the buzzer all the way down. I'm picking up the coins while I'm doing it. I'm just, man, 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 I'm throwing my microphone away because we've been wasting it this entire time. We got to get a new profession. But that right I don't think we can give this away for free, bro. I know, right? That was like the most epic way to end it. Yo, support you, girl. Support you, girl. Please, please, please. Please, go out there and support Lit. I'm buying 14 copies. I got the, I'm not the buy now option right now. I'm just waiting to walk over the edge right oh <laughs> Miss Shelby Merch, like just an honor just a privilege this is your show I think I think me and Paul just sat here and watched you shine the entire time but oh. we're just Stop. so grateful to have you on no thank you thank you so much for having me and this is awesome so listeners you're doing yourself justice by tuning into this podcast because it's awesome so now nah, thank you thank you so much for having me And there you have it, folks. Miss Shelby Birch delivering that beautiful ballad over the educated hustle airways. Emilio, what you think, man? Man, just so amazing. Just so like ah, I always I always gush when I see Shelby because it's just like it's 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 really great seeing someone who has like found their their talent and their and their and their purpose in a way and they're just using it to, to 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 speak to others and to bring people these emotions i mean you know with her it's it's different than a lot of offers that we have because you're getting like an indirect like basically a direct view i should say into her soul into her personality into her vulnerabilities into her insecurities and she has it all out there on paper for the world to see and it, it's, it's crazy that she's able to do that and it's crazy that she's able to sit here and talk to us about it and you know i mean just from you know, day one, I've always heard her and how she's a spoken word, you know, professional and advocate. And then you, you hear her and you realize they aren't kidding and it's, she, it's all right. And then it's like, now these years later, she has a book out and it's, wow, it's, it's, it's surreal. It's just surreal. Like when you know your purpose and you know your direction, it's amazing what can happen. Yeah, man. I thought we, uh, we got, we got blessed with that poem. I think right? we weren't even expecting it. I know. We like, weren't even expecting those it. Those are probably, those pardon words are going to live in infamy because that's just like, like never seen that before. Like, I'll do ever see that again. <laughs> I mean, you never know, man. But yeah, like you said, bro, just uh, amazing talent. Um, and it's great that we can catch up with people. We're kind of at that point where, uh, we 
are getting the people that we wanted to shine on our podcast. And we're big enough to the point where we can get them into a, a crowd that uh, hasn't heard them speak before. So uh, this is beautiful. I'm, I'm hoping that she can get, you know, at least a couple of book sales off of uh, this podcast. So, you know, mm-hmm. awesome episode, bro. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Definitely deserves it after that phenomenal interview. I'm definitely going to go in there and bless her when I have that time. But anyways, enough of the gushing, enough of the, the Shelby waterfall for now. Let's get to you guys, what you really are here for. How you, yes, you can reach us. Educate Hustle can reach a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word. Educate Hustle. There you post snaps, little videos, little behind the scenes things to get you throughout the week and make you stay inspired. We are also on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that's Educate Hustle Podcast. There you put photos, images of things to get you inspired, episodes that came out that week, and just things to get you throughout the day, baby. Oh, man. And then, of course, you can follow and like our page on Facebook at Educate Hustle. That's two words, Educate Hustle. You know you've reached the right page because you'll see that logo you all know and love. And last but not least, actually, I shouldn't say last but not least, before I get into even more plugging, I got to stop to do some more plugging. If you have not already, please, 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 please go on an Apple device if you have access to it and rate the show is a very easy process. All you got to do is find the podcast app on your Apple device. Search for Educate a Hustle and click our show logo. Hit that review tab at the top and it'll say write a review. And please leave us five stars if you know what's good for you. But if you don't, then sure, leave four. But we want the five. And then you can write something simple as Shelby's book title lit. Or you can go a little bit more in depth and go into it's still lit. But listen, we're not here to, just to tell you what to do or not. But please, please, please go out and review the show. Now, back to the original schedule plugging. You can follow us on Twitter at Educator underscore Hustle. Once again, that is Educator underscore Hustle. There we do daily interactions, little tweets. It's things to get you throughout the day, week. And of course, that's probably your best way of hitting us up because it goes right to our phone. And now... Last but not least, if you feel like you got the Holy Ghost, that you caught something, that you want to let us know how Shelby made you feel, or maybe you just want to collab, or maybe you just want to be on the episode as a guest, you can always email us at educatorshubpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatorshubpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And as always, man, lead us out. People, people take the time to cherish and enjoy these moments. Life goes by so quickly and fast. I mean, I was at my 25th anniversary party for uh, my fraternity that I was in. Me and Paul are both in. And it's crazy just talking to people and seeing how life has changed. I mean, just a mere three to six years ago, we were just doing these you know, going to college, trying to get the degree, degree and worried about finals and all that. Now we're all living life. We're worried about our own different things. Some of us are worried about getting the job that they need to be promoted, how to how to pay the bills, you know, how to raise a, your, your, your child, right? Like there's so many different degrees and elements. So you have to be able to put on perspective and realize your growth. You know, Shelby alluded to it when she, how old she is now to back when she first started working work there's so much growth so much change so much heartbreak but there's also so much beauty and, and she's able to channel all that pain and beauty into this lovely book that she wrote lit so my good advice to people out here for this week is stay focused stay hungry you're still the star of the show don't ever forget it and as always you gotta stay educated and keep hustling